Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. Now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, everybody, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Trish Wilkinson, and we are talking about kids' reputations. Now, if you like today's show, you want to check out some of our early episodes with Trish, because there's lots of great parenting expert advice on these shows. I use it myself. Trish is one of my go-to people whenever I have a difficulty or a challenge with my own kids, so you're going to be glad you did. And Let's start out, Trish, with talking about what is a kid's reputation? Like, is that their, how they see themselves or their peers or, or what? So this is a really interesting thing. I think that if we think about our kids, our kids all have reputations of certain kinds. And let me explain that. Like when I was little, people, you know, I would forget things easily. So people called me scatterbrained for a long, long time. I thought I was stupid because I was scatterbrained. Even though I got really good grades in school, I had all these talents. I could write stories and, you know, I directed plays from the time I was really little. I mean, I I did all these amazing things, but I really thought in my heart that I wasn't very smart. Oh my gosh. I'm such a poet. Anyway, (laughs) heart smart. Sorry. It's a teacher thing. Anyway, the point is, is that I had this reputation for being scatterbrained. Well, then fast forward to us having our own kids and my own daughter is scatterbrained. And it turns out that she's diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. And I find out that's what's going on with me too, because apples come from apple trees. And a lot of these things are inherited. And I just thought I was scatterbrained. I didn't know that I had an issue like that. I will tell you, once I understood, oh, I'm not just scatterbrained, I actually have an issue. I did all of these things to compensate, to figure out, to become more organized and figure out how to deal with it to the point where, and now I don't feel like I'm scatterbrained anymore because I have figured out how to deal with that attitude about myself. But it took years and years, because from the time I was little, people always told me I was scatterbrained. And for my older daughter, we used to call her our iron helmet child. And where did that reputation come from? From the time she was a toddler and she was stubborn, right? Mm -hmm. So it turns out our kids don't have to have those reputations and they can be much more successful if we can release them from those reputations. And I bet if you think about it, Sandra, with your, your two kids, you will think about, oh, they have your reputations for this and this. And I'm going to tell you in a minute how to help them release those reputations to empower them. Well, yeah, because we, we, you know, I didn't know to use the word reputation. That makes more sense than labels. You know, a reputation, I think, is probably made up of labels. You know, we've got these labels that we put on our kid because I, too, was scatterbrained. And, you know, some of the labels that I had was I didn't feel anything. I didn't have any emotions. Well, that was silly. Everybody has emotions. But but because I wasn't running around crying like my sister or breaking things like my brother, I clearly <laughs> didn't care as much. I clearly didn't have any feelings. Feelings, you know, so those were labels that wow. were put upon me, but they, they came together to be 
a reputation of someone whose brain is run amok, doesn't care about the people and things around her, and is good at a lot of things. You know, that was kind of my reputation. But I do agree with you. By the time I got to college and I realized the unique characteristics of my scatterbrain actually made me very good at what I was hired to do, like what I studied. You know, I went to journalism and business. I'm able to manipulate a lot of data and make information out of it. And I'm able to program and do all these things on three screens at once. That scatterbrain label is the secret sauce to my success. So I think you can learn a workaround or you can learn to work with it. Now, do I have three planners? Yes. I have one planner for my family. I have one planner for my work. I actually have one planner for my appointment. I have one book of to-do lists and one book of my managing my mind. So I actually, I guess I have five or six planners and they all go in a bag and I need all of them to make sense of my day. Works for me. Think of how, but think of how you created that for yourself. And we can do that with our children. So when I figured out I had attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, I already had a lot of things in place because by then I had already been teaching. And if you're not organized when you're teaching kids, then they don't get nearly as much about out of the day. And I always had a bazillion things I wanted to get done with these kids by the time they left me and went to the next grade. Trish, now is a good time to thank our sponsor. So I'm just going to jump in because I really, really support the therapeutic process for everyone on Military Mom Talk Radio. And Robin, I know you agree too. And at the beginning of the pandemic, I felt like it would only be a couple of months and this was temporary, but now being in quarantine is the new way of life. And it's incredibly challenging on our mental health. And that's why I'm really appreciative of companies like Talkspace. And when I feel really overwhelmed, with everything I need to do at work, keeping in touch with my loved ones, taking care of my dad, taking care of my two kids, having them be in school at home, and also being completely stuck in terms of my own goals. And I need to get unstuck because I need to accomplish the things that are going to keep me fulfilled. And I'm really glad that I have my therapist to talk through the ups and downs of how I'm feeling during this really chaotic period, but also so I can talk about some of my co-parenting issues I have. I have a high conflict divorce and two kids. And that's a lot. So I'd wholeheartedly recommend Talkspace for therapy. You can sign up online and start therapy the same day as you sign up. And depending on the plan you choose, you can text, you can video, send voice messages to your licensed therapist. So it's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions from the comfort and privacy of your own home. Talkspace is affordable. They have a huge network of licensed therapists with years of experience in over 40 specialties. Those include depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, anger management, relationship issues, food and eating, and so much more. And, you know, I use it a lot to handle my co-parenting issues because she gives me lots of great advice and helpful tips on how to make it better for me and my kids. Talkspace is secure and private using the latest end-to-end bank grade encryption technology to store client information and complies with the latest HIPAA regulations. So my therapist gives me practical advice that has changed my life for the better. And I'm so glad that I found Talkspace and got the 
the support I need, and you can too. As a listener of this podcast, you can get $100 off your first month with Talkspace to match with a licensed therapist today. Go to Talkspace.com or download the app and make sure you use the code MILITARYMOM to get $100 off your first month and show support for the show. That's MILITARYMOM and Talkspace.com. Make sure you use that code MILITARYMOM to get $100 off your first month and show support for your show. That's MILITARYMOM and Talkspace.com. Thank you, Talkspace, for making shows like this possible. Now, Trish, you were talking about uh, planners. We were talking about planners and how much fun they are. It's just more fun if I knew where I was going and I could plan better. And you know what's hilarious about this now? Now my sisters are older and they're older than I am. And they're just like, gosh, I can't remember. My memory used to just be like a steel trap. I remembered everything. And now I'm so scattered and I'm having so, and I just laugh and go amateurs. But what's really funny about that whole thing is that I have all these things in place so that I get all the stuff done that I need to get done. And so that I can be organized and so that I can be creative and create and get all of these things accomplished. Right. And they don't have any of those things in place. So now they're asking me, Trish, how do I do this? <laughs> Which is funny because I was always the scatterbrained one, right? And now right. they're just like, wow, now we know. It wasn't that I wasn't capable, just like what your family was saying about you. It's not that you weren't capable. You were incredibly capable. Trish, I'm just going to stop you for a minute because I really want to thank our sponsor. Our sponsor today is Best Fiends and they've been with us for over a year and I've been playing their game for over a year and I really highly encourage it because it's super fun. I play it with my kids. I play it with my family around the country and it's a great way to stay connected. And when life gets really annoying, you know, when I hit every red light in LA here on my way home or my Wi-Fi isn't working and I'm trying like at the end of the evening just to watch an episode, you know, that I have on demand and it stops to reload and buffer and reload. And, you know, I'm starting to get really annoyed. And so when I need to blow off some steam, I love playing Best Fiends and it's a top rated mobile puzzle adventure game. And what I like about it is that it's challenging, but it's not so challenging that I'm frustrated, but I feel happy and excited when I beat a level. And the music music is great. The colors are great. The characters are cute. And I've been playing, gosh, for over a year now. And I play with other radio hosts because it's really fun that we can compete and have some healthy, fun competition. It's also fun because we can send gifts to each other. And I have a couple friends in, in Canada and overseas that play this game and I can send them gifts and I don't have to pay any money to give them. And they get a little boost from me when they turn on the game. And Best Fiends has over 100 million downloads and this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is such a must play with more events challenges added all the time play away there's always one more level and seriously once you download best fiends not only will boredom not stand a chance but you'll have so much fun with your friends that play along with you and there's over 5,000 puzzle levels and counting so if you're worried you're going to run out of things to do absolutely not and there's always another update and they have great seasonal you know, little challenges. Sometimes they have hearts, you know, if it's Valentine's Day or, you know, Thanksgiving or the holiday time, it makes it just a little more fun. And it 
gives you this boost in your day that is really hard to find these days, especially as we are still uh, having so many restrictions. So go ahead, download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. You will be glad you did. You can look me up on there. You can play along with me. I love, love getting presents in the morning and they're digital and they're free and they're fun and they help you stay connected. You know, Trish, we were talking about, you know, different ways to kind of, you know, adjust and compromise um, and come up with new solutions uh, when we're struggling. You use the different skills and talents that you had and you've assembled it in a way that works for you. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, so that's why it's really important for us as parents to really look at, because a lot of times, like it didn't even occur to me that we were giving our daughter a reputation for being stubborn and she wasn't very cooperative and she, you know, would dig her heels in the sand for the simplest nothing thing. And it was causing a lot of disunity in our home. And by helping her to let go of that reputation that we had unwilling, unwittingly even given her, she was, she's been able to do so many more things. She's so successful as an adult as far as her relationships with other people, how she works, how, you know, what she does at work, just all of those things. Because what we did was when we realized we had created this reputation for her, we took steps that I want to talk about to be able to help her recreate that so that she no longer had that reputation. So she had the freedom to become. Does that make sense? I think we put kids in a box when we give them a reputation for something and we don't even realize we're doing it. Right. And we, we don't allow them ever to change, improve or grow up. You know, like I come from a big family and I can tell you the reputations in my brothers and sisters are that I'm the scatterbrained. I have a new career every five years. I, nobody really knows what I'm doing. My life's kind of a mess. I'm divorced. I've got a single mom with two kids and, you know, it's this whole collection of these things. But yet, if you met me, Trish, which you have as a professional, you'll see a homeowner, a successful single mother with a wonderful media company. You know, where where is the adult in that? And these childhood labels can carry through to us to adulthood. So it's really important to look at your kids, too, and go, does that label or that reputation, does that even make sense or does it fit anymore? Because sometimes it can be given to you by a grandparent. You know, and like sometimes I'm, it's some little thing you did. I think you mentioned something about your son who tripped or, or something when he was playing a sport and his dad happened to make a comment. And so he made a decision about himself at that time. And he's still struggling with that. I, mean, right. it was, I can tell you exactly what it was for our listeners. My, my son tripped and fell at a soccer game and the, the dad made fun of him saying, if you ran any slower, you'd be going backward. So even now, my son, like eight years later, that unkind joke, you know, meant to be haha funny. Look at how funny I am as the parent at the expense of the child has carried forward to my kid, always worrying about that he's slow, that he's going to be too slow on the field, whether it's volleyball, soccer or homework these and you know what's funny is so if you time him for certain things and he gets to see how fast he is 
you can dispel that reputation. Yep. And and, and releasing him of that reputation will be huge for him because it spilled off into other. And, you know, I, I understand we say things as adults and humor all the time. Like kids do not process sarcasm until they're at least 11 years old. Mm-hmm. Their, their brains can't even do it. Our, we don't have the neural pathways to even do it. And people will say to me all the time, because I coach other parents and they will say to me all the time, oh yeah, my, my child understands sarcasm because we've been doing it with them since they were teeny tiny. And I have to say to them, I'm so glad you have a sense of humor because kids absolutely love humor, but you got to use a different kind because physically their brains are not ready to process sarcasm yet. Like I used to say to my kids, oh my, you know, when I get crazy and like, I just had it and they'd say, oh my gosh, I'm just going to Puerto Rico and I'm going to go live in a tree. (laughs) And I thought it was such a ridiculous thing to say that of course they would know I was kidding. No. And, and you know what? They didn't. When they came home for Christmas, when they were in college, they both came home for Christmas. We're having Christmas dinner and we were reminiscing about things. And one of them said, do you remember when we used to keep thinking mom was going to you know, <laughs> leave us and go live in Puerto Rico and live in a tree? Right. <laughs> and I was just like, are you kidding me? Well, but, and even but, the, right, even the most well-meaning, I used to say to my kids, you know, when you're 18 and go to college, you're going to be on your own. And recently, my 14-year-old said about my 17-year-old, he goes, mom, I'm really nervous about Max. And I said, why? And he goes, well, when he gets 18, he's just going to be, he, they thought I would just throw them out on the street. Like, right. <laughs> literally, you know, and this is a 14-year-old looking, going, oh, well, in four years, I'm going to be tossed out on the street. You know, so right. so we have to explain, right. So we have to explain those things to our kids. And, you know, it's really funny to me because I think of the things that we think that our kids should just know, like right. social skills, we shouldn't have help them socially because, you know, they should just know that here we have to teach them how to go to the bathroom. We have to teach them how to hold a fork and be able to eat for themselves or brush right. their hair or their teeth or whatever. Why wouldn't we have to teach them something as important as social skills? Right. <laughs> and, and reputation. It doesn't mean you're a bad parent if your child has ended up with a reputation. It means you're human. Right. And that d- it just happened to happen and, and unwittingly happened. So now that if you can look at what reputations your child has now, whatever that could be, and think about how you want to release them from that reputation, you can just come up with little kernels that you see. Wow, look how fast you did that homework assignment. Right. You know, you said you were slow. You're not slow at all. And then have them hear you telling someone else, Max did his homework so fast today. And having them he- him hear that and process it, it will start to reshape how he views himself. Yeah. And, you know, just, and, and we have science to back that up. I mean, people actually are neural pathways change as a result of that kind of kind of communication. It's wild. Well, yeah, so, because you don't want to own these things that aren't yours. You know, I remember this teacher in first fourth grade, Mrs. Finn, kept telling me how I wasn't shy. Now I could go and read a report in front of a class, no problem. I could speak in front of a class, but it would came to talking about myself. I was intensely shy, you know, so it's, it's care, you know, it's, it's not only 
looking at the reputations our kids have, but also looking at the reputations that we've allowed other people to put us on as an adult. Because I think, you know, it's all well and good to think about our kids. That's all really good. Don't get me wrong. But then take a minute today and go, what labels or what reputation was put on you? Because when you learn how to release yourself from your reputation, you will also be better at releasing your kids from their reputations as well. And I'm a big believer in self-care because if our brains are all messed up, if we're stuck in our limbic system and the emotion centers of our brains, our kids are going to get stuck there too, because like it or not, you know, um, like it or not, it's, I can't hear what you're saying because your actions are speaking too loudly. I mean, it used to frustrate me that I would be uptight and instead of trying, you know, stressed out about something and instead of stopping and going through, I have like a little process because it takes about 90 seconds for the cortisol to work out of your brain. So if you're already really upset and uptight and then you don't just take that minute to breathe. And for me, what I do, and we've talked about this before, you take a deep breath Think of a physical anchor. For me, it's my feet because I'm tall. I can feel my feet on the floor sitting or standing. And I tell, tell myself, you tell yourself just a couple of words, something positive. For me, it's I can do this because my issue is, oh my gosh, what if I can't pull it off? But everybody has their own different issues that have nothing to do with their kids, right? Some of people say, I'm okay. Some people say, I deserve peace. Whatever, it may ha- not have anything to do with your kids. But you say that little thing and then take another deep breath, gives you time for the cortisol to work out, and then you can actually move on. And I think, you know, if you're uptight in a room with your kids and you're trying to pretend you're not instead of going through, you know, taking a few deep breaths and working out that cortisol for that 90 seconds, then the whole room is going to end up stressed. And and it's funny because I used to find that in a whole classroom of kids. I'd be stressed try not to show that stress. And there would be 30 kids bopping all over the place because they could sense it. (laughs) Right. And it's just like, man, I don't get away with anything. (laughs) But, but my point is most parents, we don't get away with anything. So if we, if we think about, okay, what are our kids' reputations at the time? And then we think about what, how do we want to release them? You know, if we, For example, your son being slow, if you can point out little teeny places in his life where he's been anything but slow, where he's doing well in school, where he ran really fast in soccer that day, where he's done any sport well and been fast and said, wow, you were so fast today. And he hears you tell someone someone else, like your father lives with you and you say, wow, you tell your dad and he can hear you in earshot. Wow, he was, Max was so fast today. You know, and just- So he can hear that more than one time when he does do something different than what his reputation has been, it will start to remold what's going on. You know, it'll start to reform those neural pathways. It'll discredit the negative thought. It'll discredit the hurtful, you know, whatever. I mean, I think, you know, from a, from even from a logic standpoint for a teenager, if you're hearing three people that are outside your sphere of influence, um, talking about how fast you are, then I think maybe you go, well, maybe I am fast. You know, it starts to discredit. It starts to rewrite that script in your head. And I have like just one bit of parenting advice that I want to 
to share with parents, especially I used to be married to a professional comedian. So he thought everything was funny and it's funny. If you have to say to your kid as a qualifier, just kidding, or I'm just joking, just keep your trap shut. Just don't say it. If if it's not clear enough by what you say, then it just shouldn't be said. That's right. Because I shouldn't have to clarify. Oh, well, I was just kidding. And you know, intellectually, most of us know that now. I mean, a, a lot of us already know, oh, I shouldn't have to say that. And yet we'll still end up doing it, not realizing it. So it's good just to bring it up, you know, on, on the show, it's good just to bring it up to just bring it to people's attention because, you know, sometimes we do things unintentionally, you know, and my husband and I joke about writing a book, you know, after I wrote brain stages, he said, um, he said, you know, maybe we should write a book called Unintentional Parenting because there are books on intentional parenting, but we do so many things as parents that are unintentional. And if we can just, you know, tweak things that you have to be intentional at first, but then they become habits, well, you know, and, you know, then, then they become habits, pointing out the positive things that your kids are doing instead of to break those reputations, you'll start getting in the habit of pointing out positive things they're doing which empowers them so much. I, I also wanted to bring up as far as a reputation thing is writing notes. When you notice your child has done something and you write something in, you know, on pencil and paper or you text it to them, actually even pencil and paper is even more powerful, but right, because, just because it's different, right? Um, but, but texting just for them to see something in writing is huge. And, and for us too, I mean, my, when I was doing this parenting thing and I was saying to my daughter, you know, who am I to be the parent coach or whatever? Yeah. I've done all this research and whatever. She said, mom, she, she texted me. I wish I had this text. I used to have it hanging up. It's in my mess somewhere. Um, but she sent me a text saying, mom, if, anyone could do this and should do this for parents. It's you because you had such hard kids to raise and look how well Paige and I are doing now. Who would have ever imagined that we're doing so well now? And, and, you know, her putting that in writing in a text, it touched me so much and it made me cry. And I, um, I copied and pasted it and printed it. And I usually hang it up in my office, but I was using it for something. Um, But my point is, if your kids have reputations and you want to break that and you catch them doing something outside of their reputation and you want to free them from that, writing it down, paper and pencil or texting it so they can see the words is just amazing. And when you tell someone else that you saw them doing that thing, um, that's a positive thing. It's just such a powerful way to communicate to your kids that, that they're not whatever they think they are for whatever, you know, random reason. Like our little kid, our, our younger daughter, she, we thought, you know, she had a reputation for being sensitive and, you know, she, she would cry at the drop of a hat. She was always, you know, she was always upset, always, you know, always worried about not being good enough. We don't know where she got that. We never treated her like that, that she wasn't good enough. It never, and by doing this, 
you know, kind of these step-by-steps pointing out, look how you did this and look how you did that. And wow, I saw Paige doing this today. And you know what? And now she's so confident and she did really, really well in school. Now she's 26 years old and she's a vice president of a designer furniture factory. (laughs) Yeah, You know, I mean, she literally runs a factory. And if you'd have seen this little kid who was crying all the time and wetting her pants until fourth grade. And I, I mean, just, you, you just would never know. And, and that's, and I just wanted to bring this up because that's the power of what we're talking about. When your kids have your reputations, if you just think about, you know, what other people think of them and realize that they're going to think the same thing of themselves. And if it's not coming from a position of empowering them to be the best people they can be, think about what would be better and ways, things that you can point out, be looking for those things that you can point out that they're doing outside of that reputation and it will change their life. Well, and they'll do more of it. You know, like when you gave me that tip about this, you know, when I started praising my kids for the things they're doing right, they do more of it. Like I said to my little guy, you know, he kept forgetting the, 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 Uh, take the garbage out, the garbage cans down on Tuesdays when the garbage man comes. And so we had like three weeks where the garbage wasn't picked up. And then he finally said, well, mom, I'm going to set a reminder on my phone. So I remember to get up and take the garbage cans out. And I told Max and grandpa, do not take the garbage cans out because he'll never learn. So you know, we're going to have to have garbage piling up till he learns. And then he put his app on and then he brought the garbage cans down last week and, and brought him up. And then I said, great job on the garbage. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And then this week he put him out the night before because he's like, I didn't want to forget. Oh, that's awesome. Yay. So there's a perfect example of I could have yelled at him for three weeks in a row and made him feel shameful and angry. Now I did point it out. I'm like, wow, the garbage is really piling up. Oh yeah, mom, I forgot to bring it out. Oh, well, you know, what do you think, you know, what could we do to make sure that doesn't happen? I, I don't know, mom. And then, you know, a day later, it's like, maybe I could put a, put a reminder on my phone. Cause I'm like, how do you remember your homework and your tests? You know, and this stuff takes longer. Trust me, it takes longer, but the end result is a happy kid proud that he's taken the garbage out. And because he's taking the garbage out and he'll get in the habit of taking the garbage out, you save so much time in the long run. So you spent that little bit of extra time out up front and you're going to save so much time and energy and anguish and everything else. Just taking that little, because it's not like it took you hours and hours to do that. It took you a few extra minutes to do that. And it's going to save you hours over the course of, you know, the next next four four years, right? Right. Well, and that was the thing, you know, like when you and, you know, we all get that we have to invest in our employees, you know, we have to train them, we have to, you know, teach them to do the things the way we want them to do. And it's worth putting more effort in the training than it is having mistakes over the long term. Why wouldn't that apply to families? Yes. Well, and that's true with employees as well. When, when they get reputations, I, I will never forget. I was working at a place and I tripped. I didn't even fall. I just tripped, but it was a big trip. It was kind of hilarious. (laughs) And I had the reputation for being the person who tripped. 
Sure. And, you know, I was the clumsy one. And until I left that job, <laughs> I was the clumsy person. And I've never been clumsy in my life. I'm athletic. I, you know, I danced, I sang, I, you know, I've been a runner for a long time. I played basketball. Anyway, you, you get the idea. Hey, you're the girl who fell down. I'm just the girl who I didn't even fall. I just tripped. And that was my reputation. And I, I just could not shake it. And because I had that reputation for being clumsy in that way, it spilled into other things in the job. And I just did so much better in my next job because I didn't have that reputation. And the reason I'm bringing that up is, yes, that's true with our families, but it's also true for you at work. If you have an employee or you're a person who has a reputation, it's time to break that reputation. It's time to release whoever it is who has that reputation from that reputation by praising whatever they're doing right. And it's outside of that reputation and letting other people know about it so that they can you know, so that they can have everybody kind of do a mental regroup. I mean, these kind of things that we talk about for families, families are just kind of a microcosm. It's, it's true in everything we do. You know, it's, it's true in the people we work with and just people we talk to people with our friends. Right. Cause I think naturally we categorize things, you know, otherwise everything is just random. So if I can feel comfortable as a parent, if I know my, this one's the responsible one, this one's the scatterbrained one, this one's the, the athletic one, this one's the musical one. And, you know, we, we do kind of have those reputations. Like I look at my family, you know, I could, I could identify which kid is all those things. I think it helps a parent not doesn't really help the kid and it, it doesn't really help anyone, but it helps you make sense of these little beings running around your house. Right. And I think, and that's why I say, you know, it's really important as a parent to give yourself grace. Yeah. You know, there, there are so many things we do unintentionally, even though we're trying to do a really good job and, it, and it's okay. We're not going to be perfect. You know, we, we do terrible things to perfect people. <laughs> Well, and sometimes like these reputations, you know, they can actually, I'm going to say they're not all bad. You know, sometimes they do help your kid because my last night, my younger son and my older son were going down to get something to eat. For whatever reason, my older son decided to jump out and scare my younger son who literally fell back into his bedroom door, made a big clunk, fell down on his knee. My older one turned around, was laughing so hard, went downstairs. I wish I could tell you I'm making this stuff up. Picks up his Actually, plate. that sounds like a normal family. I mean, right. he picks up stuff happens plate. all the time. Yeah. The plate is hot. He throws it on the counter, whips his head back and bangs his head into the microwave door. So <laughs> sounds I like come, karma. <laughs> yep. I come down to my, my kitchen because I'm like, what is this racket? And they're laughing and, you know, Zach's holding his knee, Max is holding his head. I'm like, what did you two guys do? And they said, I can't tell you exactly what they said because it's, it's, it's anti-Semitic, but they're like, well, we just lived into the reputation of half of our genetics. And it was funny because they were like, they looked at the labels, they looked at how ridiculous they were and, you know, kind of made a joke out of it, but I'm like, well, first of all, that's not true. You guys are klutzy because you're screwing around. Like if you just went down and had dinner, this has nothing to do with all that. But I think it's natural for us to label certain things and to come up with things 
that maybe makes sense or maybe make a joke. But then as the parent, you deconstruct it. You go, no, you did it because you're screwing around. doesn't have anything to do with anything else, but you two guys not paying attention to what you're doing. Yeah. You guys, you guys were just messing around and not paying attention and this happened and it's a good lesson. Next time you'll be a little more intentional about the microwave door. So it doesn't bop you in the head. Right. And you (laughs) won't scare your brother in the dark, in the middle of the night, when you know that, that, you know, he's going to literally jump out of his skin, but that's the fun. Like that's the fun. Right. Right. And yeah. And that's just a sibling thing. I mean, there were, there were four of us growing up and and I was the third out of four. So I had a lot of that kind of. <laughs> right. You got it from both ends. I got it from both ends. That's right. Yeah. It's pretty funny. So Trish, mm. how can people find out more about you? Well, they can go to Trish at the, well, they can go to the brainstages.com and there are all kinds of great free things online. Um, and they can also find out a lot more about my work and a lot, get a lot more um, fun tips and tricks and, and knowledge about things in brain stages, how to raise smart, confident kids and have fun doing it. That's the book that I wrote with Jackie Frischnecht, PhD, who has since passed away. So I'm carrying the torch because, because this is such important information for parents to know, you know, a lot of, a lot of mistakes that we're making also we only know there are mistakes because we've done so much more research now. I mean, a lot of this information is new stuff. And even the thing, you know, I, there was someone on a, on a review that said, oh, this isn't so new. Well, it's a grade by grade guide through elementary school. So you look in kindergarten and it says, um, this is what's going on socially. This is kind of how their brain is developing at this time. These are some of the tendencies at this age. And here's a whole bunch of fun games to play with them to develop their brains academically, socially, emotionally, you know, to have fun with your kids while they grow. And that's, you know, that's the whole idea. So um, maybe there aren't a lot of new things in life, but there are a lot of great ways that people are assembling information now. And, and I've just found that this has been a powerful way to assemble that information for people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the funny thing is I always thought, you know, I come from a farming community and people, people learn so much about their plants. Why not learn about your kids? <laughs> yeah. A lot more, <laughs> a lot more to isn't know. That, a lot more isn't to that do. true? Yeah. Well, and in a really fun, lighthearted way, because it's not about, oh, you're a good parent or you're a bad parent. I think if you're intentional at all, if you really want to, re- if you're listening to this show, then you've got to be a good parent because you care. Right. Right. So the bottom line is just that you care. If you can pick up just a couple of things, just about, you know, wow, my child has a reputation for, you know, crying a lot. Yeah. Right. You know, or my child has a reputation. Yeah. Being a big crybaby, or my child has a reputation for being clumsy or slow or, or, you know, stubborn or whatever the case may be, just being conscious of that from listening to this show and pointing out small ways that they're not those things and helping them release those reputations. That's powerful. 
It is. And not to grow into those reputations because my one son has a reputation for a mean mouth and I had a mean mouth. So he's like, well, that's just because I've got a mean mouth. And I'm like, no, you're not going to grow into these reputations either. Well, Trish Wilkinson, thank you so much for being my guest today. We'll be back again next week with another great episode. Thanks for spending time with us today on Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got more than 200 episodes available to you anytime on iTunes or at our website, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter. We look forward to another great conversation with you on Military Mom Talk Radio.